player. And welcome to Versus Player, the podcast about games, life, and everything in between. I'm Jono. I'm Joe. I'm Jace. Ah, oh, the joys of the internet and the delays between responses. <laughs> it's hilarious. For a second there, I just thought you guys had forgotten, and then I saw you move. Um, welcome to another fun-filled episode of Versus Player. I think this week, by the looks of things, we are finally, maybe, kind of, sort of, but not really, going to put an end to the launch dramas and finally see whether Joe and Jace actually got the consoles they pre-ordered and whether they were worth the wait and whether I should jump in. Um, we're also going to take a look back at last week's episode with the uh, launch titles from previous consoles that we loved, in particular um, Jace's titles, because he missed out on that last week being on Secret Assignment. For those of you who missed it, listen to last week's episode. And someone wrote in, if I'm not mistaken. So let's kick it yeah. off with some consoling for poor Joe, because um, did you actually get your console? Am I going to console you because you didn't get it? Or am I going to console no, you I... because of other reasons? Look, I, I'm, I'm, you, you can console me for other reasons. I'm going to answer your first question, your last question first. Sorry, Jono. You said, so I've got okay. the Xbox One X. I'm Series X. Oh, my gosh. So confusing. I got the Xbox Series X. All the trade-in that through EB Games worked flawlessly, went in early, um, traded in four very old games of mine. I only had to pay $77 on top of the $200 I've already paid, um, plus a broken controller that I had, um, which I handed over happily, and changed the order over to my wife's name, who's a gem. She went in, picked it up for me when I was at work, um, sent me a hilarious text message saying, I got your Xbox, I've unpacked it and set it up for you. <laughs> Which <laughs> I just on. love. I love the idea of, yeah, thanks very much, though. Because the thing about this... Wait, wait a second. Soul, One thing. No, no, well, yes. I, I need to know this, though. If she had, how would you feel when you got home and you saw her sitting oh. there playing it? Would you be either impressed or a little pissed off that she played with your toy first? I would have been, no, I don't care that she played with a toy first, just the unboxing of it, just opening a fresh thing, peeling off the stickers. There was no sticker to peel off the actual console this time, but just the kind of, the, you know what? That's the funny thing about all of this. I'm not sure what the Xbox Series S is like, but the Xbox Series X, it is like a pre premiere experience opening this box. It was beautiful. Everything's kind of angled. You open the box up and it's just kind of, almost floating there in front of you. And it's got this beautiful cardboard thing around it that you open up and it's it's a beast, it's hefty, but it just was really well done. And you pull out the back part, you get your controller out of there. They put money and time into the presentation. I got myself one of those shock blue controllers, which I'm holding up for you guys right now and the, no one can see at home. Nice. Just Google it. Um, even that, like you open that up and it's kind of got this angle to the box. They've done well there. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, so environmentally friendly like no plastic wrap on it and no stickers oh, to peel off like, and stuff there's stickers on the box and things and it had that that um very soft meshy kind of fabricy thing over it to kind of protect it with scratches okay. and things uh, but not like yeah copious amounts of plastic or anything like that um that's cool yeah so, so it was a fun experience did that with the kids set it up it was very easy the day before i was so excited i dusted around the tv um vacuumed everywhere wiped the tv down it looks brand new um, and I've put the thing behind the TV because it's the only spot it fits. So I, I don't even see it. I saw the picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is really funny. Um, but look, I, like I said, I'm going to answer you. So the last thing you said, Jono, was should you get it? 
I think absolutely you should get an Xbox Series X. Going from a first-generation Xbox One to this, yeah. it would be an astronomical leap in terms of speed and graphical fidelity and, you know, just, just everything, like all that sort of buzzwordy things that they've all been throwing around with this new generation. But for me... Well, we going saw that the other night. We saw that the other night when we were all playing uh, was the Deep um, Rock Galactic and you'd both loaded into the games, giving away slightly as to where Jace is, and I was still only halfway through. <laughs> we had to wait for me to load before you guys could start. So, yeah, sorry, yeah. go on, Joe. No, and I, I think that jump for you would be huge. For me, going from the Xbox Series... Um, so the Xbox, Xbox One, One S. <laughs> to the Xbox One S to the Xbox One X now to oh, the I Xbox you Series X. X. Um, you know, it is it is so much faster. I can't really tell about the graphics just yet, um, but it looks really smooth. But the whole console, like I said, it is it is so fast. It is whisper quiet. You can't hear a thing. Um, if I paid seven hundred and fifty dollars outright for this thing, I would have been really disappointed. The trade-in deal, like I said, all the way through this journey that we kind of all went on here, um, that we've taken you on over the last, what, few months on the on the podcast, that was yeah. worth it for me. Um, but anybody who's got an Xbox One X, to spend $750, that's a, that's a substantial amount of money, um, I, I would be saying, I don't think it's worth it at this stage. Like, it's the games are the same. Um, I got Assassin's Creed, and it just... I was going for that Assassin's Creed Black Flag um, experience that I had when I got my Xbox um, One back in the day, and it wasn't that. Like I think it, it didn't look very good. There was popping like on the characters' faces on this cinematic mode when you're in the boats. It was really jarring. Um, the hands going through clothes and things. So kind of like Unity again. Well, yeah, but. Not only that, but the gameplay, and I only played it for an hour to be fair, and I'm very, um, I'm a bit harsh with games nowadays. I'm, you know, I, I, I'm a bit of an impatient gamer. We've had that segment on here before. Yeah. Um, but after playing Ghost of Tsushima and that being so satisfying, um, this just, the combat just didn't do it for me. So I've been, like I said, I've been playing Tetris mainly on it, um, tried some other things, but everything else kind of, re- like Star Wars Squadrons looks amazing, but it looks, I don't see any difference. I'm not looking at it side by side, you know. Um, but yeah, the loading is really good. But Tetris is not worth $750 for a console, particularly that I can't find games online. I've played it once online and I probably spent over an hour in lobbies waiting for games. So that's me. Okay. I have an opinion to weigh in on that, but I'll, I'll get to that shortly. Um, I do want to hear Jace's experience for launch week. How's so, it been so far, Jason? So um, I mentioned that I was having some difficulty getting the Xbox One X um, in in a couple of the a couple of podcasts we've done, um, and I was somebody who didn't jump on the very late pre-order in EB Games, which Joe was was very successful in, and he got his he's got his launch day stock. Um, I've been on the hunt for one ever since. I went with JB Hi-Fi. Um, I could have went with the Microsoft Store, which is what I did for the original Xbox One. Um, and I figured JB Hi-Fi would be your next best bet from EB Games, if not yeah. better in some cases, just because uh, they've been pretty good in the past. Um, I haven't had a lot of success with JB, and their um, customer service hasn't been great, especially when it comes to not being very transparent as to when I'll be receiving my stock. I did order within the first 30 minutes, 
um, of it going live. I know that a lot of people ordered after that and were still able to get through and they've already received their consoles, whereas I wasn't able to. And a lot of the responses I received from JB Hi-Fi were either copy and paste responses that I had on SMSs saying, we'll get it to you before Christmas, um, or just we don't know where you are in the queue which I appreciate that this is a crazy launch and everything like that, but they must have some sort of queue because how would they know where the people are who ordered first? Like there, yeah. must, be, there must be a list somewhere that says, yeah. you know, you're, you're roughly going to be in this tier. There was a tier one, tier two, or drop one, drop two. Um, I, didn't fall, I didn't fall into any of those. Um, on Ozbargain, there was a, um, a thing saying, Big W have some for launch day, go, go, go. And of course, I missed out on that. The site crashed as it, as it had been in the past. Um, but I managed to get one. And um, it, it's a bit weird because, and when I say I managed to get one, I mean I've ordered an X, um, but it's, it's popping up on the Big W site. They canceled my order. They re-added it. They canceled it. They re-added it. People on Ozbargain are saying things like, um, you know, it's on its way. I called Big W today. They answered very quickly. Sorry, I emailed them. They answered very quickly. Didn't JB took them five days. They answered within an hour. And they said, That's look, awesome. it's definitely on its way. We just can't confirm when, but it's, it's pre-ordered for you. It's yours. And then JB contacted me and said, um, you're getting it on December 7. Pay in the next five days or you lose it. Um, and interestingly enough, I'm probably Rough. not going to get an answer from Big W as to when mine's coming until the 16th. And the 16th is the day that my JB order expires. So I'm in an interesting situation where I have already paid for my Big W version of it, $757. Um, uh, or I could potentially go and get the JB one um, and then end up paying, you know, 1400 bucks, and then have two Xboxes and not be able to cancel them. It's a whole thing, right? Um, I'm very much over this entire experience. Um, but I did order an S. Um, it was uh, my best way of getting top value on my on my Xbox One X, which I got $420 for. I got $41 per controller, of which there were four of them. And I Jeez. traded in a bundle of games I had lying around. I still have like $250 credit with EB, and it <laughs> paid off the Xbox Series S. Um, awesome. So my experience with the S um, is definitely not like Joe's. It is a budget console in terms of when you open the box, it's a white box. Inside is another white box, and inside that white box is a tiny white box, which is the Xbox Series S. It is <laughs> tiny. Like, no joke, tiny. I sent you some sexy pictures of me posing yeah. with it. Um, it is, I can hold it in my hand. It's a little bit bigger than a tissue box. Um, it's incredibly light. It makes no noise. It, you can put it in, your, in a, like a messenger bag and take it with you places, and I have already. Um, I've taken it from work. Um, where it arrived, back to work again with everything loaded up and you just plug it in and you go. And that's the, the ma- major sort of advantage of this thing. It's not its power, it's its size. But the power is crazy. Like the NVMe drive that is in these things is so fast. And while it is only 512 gigabytes with about 363 after Windows Windows 10, uh, <laughs> or, or it is basically <laughs> Windows 10 running on this thing, does its thing, um, it's... It's very, very impressive. It's cute. I like looking at it for some weird reason. Um, and I'm actually thinking about cancelling both Xs and just sticking with what I got. Um, oh. It was a great upgrade. It was more of a side grade, but 1440p on a lot of TVs is good enough. Yeah, and yeah. Upsca- upscaling is the new hotness, as I've explained before. Um, the upscaling to 4K, it's faster than my X and looks the same as my X, even though it's mm. half the half the resolution. 
So I'm very happy with my purchase considering that I still have $250 to play with. Um, but I'm not sure what I want to do about the X. Wow. Wow, really interesting experiences, both of you. Yeah. Um, we we didn't say, uh, you said about the controllers, which maybe, and I know I spoke about the Shock Blue controller. I really do like the new controllers, though. Um, I think they feel, it's, it's, it's tweaked, and that's what they've done for the last, what, three generations now. The, the yeah. controllers haven't been a huge change, but I think the Xbox controllers are so far and away superior over the PlayStation, particularly as somebody who's played a lot of PlayStation, uh, PlayStation 4 in the last, this year, really. I, I, it's kind of been my go-to console. Um, but yeah, like the grips on the back, the, the triggers feel a lot nicer. Um, and I know, Jace, you've had a Elite controller, which has got the same D-pad, but this D-pad is beautiful. I'm playing Tetris on it, and like you can play with a D-pad, and it is beautifully, like, it just it's so precise. And um, yeah, I, I think it's um, worth getting. Like, just get it, get it. If you don't have it, just get the controller. Like, it yeah. works anyway, right? So cool. well, I love that the controllers are backwards and forwards compatible with the one, which is just yeah. nuts. Yeah. yeah, even the battery and, packs, I was surprised by that. I, I yeah. plugged in my battery pack. It still works. I plug it into my Samsung um, phone charger and it charges it. It's it's, it's pretty cool. It's really cool. Uh, you know, I, did, I did forget one thing, though. You know how I said I've tried all the games and they kind of, I haven't really noticed a big difference. I did notice a difference in Fortnite. So my son has got the battle pass in Fortnite and he's been going playing it a lot with his friends and his cousins and things. And he's got this costume for She-Hulk that is kind of all shimmery. And her legs and like her, just her whole back when she's running around, the kind of way that the environment is shining off her costume, it looks really he's cool. trying so hard not so, to say so. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to say off her butt. But um, it's basically what it is. It's just, like you can see the horizon right across her butt. And it is it looks great. And like we're like, The name of this episode is She-Hulk's Butt. Now, by oh, the totally. way. Totally. Yeah, there you go. So take that one. But um, that's probably, yeah, been the best. Like, Tetris looks really cool, but geez, the text in the menus is so boring. I, I just, it, it's kind of jarring. Um, but yeah. It's I, I think that Tetris is going, for, like, there's, there's a type, I call it Japanese font. And it appears in a lot of old <laughs> RPGs and mainly Resident Evil games. Yes. It's got a weird blockiness to it, but I find yep. it really, like, it's a little bit haunting in a way. But I yep. find it like really retro and kind of like quirky and cool. And Tetris has that kind of vibe to it. Um, yep. I feel like I'm playing something that's kind of like occult in a way. Like it has like an occult kind of vibe to it. I, I actually like the the overall feel of it and look. I, and Tetris, like, I don't know how good you have to be at Tetris. I just played, um, I think you, you do like little worlds in it. I did four stages back to back and that's kind of one little world. And you get a ranking at the end. I Every single move that I did was a Tetris. So I got four lines every single time and I was doing it as quick yeah. as I possibly could. And there's like an S rank and I only got an A rank. And I'm like, wow, I don't like what more can I do in this game? Unless I'm not I need to play on the hardest difficulty might be the thing. But um the music's fun. Some stages are good, some I don't think are as good. Um it's a yeah, but I I'm enjoying it. You you only get an S rank when you, your controller draws blood. Um <laughs> 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 So I'm going to chuck you my two cents because I've I've been watching your experiences um, in in our chat and also the couple of games that we've played in the last couple of days uh, as sort of spoke volumes and I agree that the loading looks amazing but and even the little bits you said tonight nothing has said 
that I want a next-gen console right away because you, you haven't even talked about a game in any major way that's made you go, oh, my God, I had to play this game. This console is really drawn at home. And it's funny because I know the PS5 is possibly that for a lot of people, and that came out today um, for when we're yeah. recording this. So this is November 12th, yep. um, which, is, which is really interesting. Uh, on the flip side, I always knew that this console's biggest thing was going to be Game Pass. And the fact that the games that you've talked about so far, not all of them, but some of them, have all been Game Pass games that I'm playing with you still on my Xbox One, which has been and, absolutely fantastic. And Jono, you've got probably, possibly one of the best things that came also out on that day, which was EA Access is now part of Game Pass. Oh. EA Access or EA Play, whatever it's called. EA Play now. Like I've, I've been yeah. playing FIFA and it's, it's great. Like, you know, it's... Uh, all those ac- access I, to all those games, plus ten hours yeah. of a trial of the current um, sports games, which I'm just kind of exclusively holding off to play online with Steve. So I think that's you know I'm playing the older FIFA with my son. We were doing that this afternoon, and then yeah, I've got the new one to play online with him. Ten hours that'll get me a long time through. Ah, oh, exactly. I, I actually can't wait to play. Um one of the NHLs so that I can hmm. uh, try the retro mode that's in it which lets you play NHL like 92 or 94, depending on which one you're looking at. So I'm um, there. Yeah, I, I can't wait. In fact, I'd love to play some NHL with you guys. That'd be really cool. Yep. Um, I, I will I will say one thing for the Xbox, and while it um, hasn't come out with any games and you know it seems to be straying away from exclusives and it is a Game Pass machine, we are delving more into PC territory now, and, and PCs yep. don't change. They don't have big releases when a new, you know, GTX 3080 comes out. It's just that stuff looks better, right? Can yeah. play Crisis. Um, and I, I feel as though that's what's happening here. I, I know that if I was to get an Xbox Series X to go along with my Series S, that I would have a console in either room and I would have the luxury of being, and it is a luxury, of being able to go all right, I'm turning it off over here and I'm going to go over to the S. And and I don't think people realize this, but the way that the One um, X and the One S integrated with each other or, or just having two One Xs, whatever you got, is that you can transfer games between the two consoles in a snap. It just goes yep. across yep. the network. You can copy, you can move. Um, you have one as your home. You have one as your secondary. You pay for one subscription for Game yep. Pass. Everybody can access it. It also works on PC, so that's a third my wife can get on and we can sit down and the big difference is now we're sitting down and we can be playing games in in minutes and i maybe i'm just trying to convince myself that having two xboxes is the way to go i am filled with a little bit of guilt thinking that i'm about to spend another 750 dollars for so i can sit in another room um uh, but it, it makes it if it was complicated to do and if it wasn't like if it wasn't easy to just move my profile from one and it's tied to my controller man like move from yeah. one to another, um, so, I probably wouldn't feel as okay about it as, as I do right now. You know, I am I do effectively have an Xbox in my nursery and for any new dads out there, that's probably a big no-no normally, but I've got a cool wife, so I should be all right. Um, nice. <laughs> but, but yeah, that that's I just want to say for those people who are going to get two, um, that mm-hmm. it does work very well. Actually, for, for those people that will probably end up with one, and this is... This, you're talking to the person who has three sixties in this house. It's not funny. <laughs> yep. um, I would love an extra Xbox One and uh, Xbox, sorry, Series whatever. Yeah. Um, let's let's get to the real motivation as to why I haven't cracked yet. Yeah. Uh, actually, there's two reasons. One, 
watching you guys go through trying to get a launch console is the most painful thing I've ever seen. And I miss the days when I was at the other end of the counter just going and putting aside one for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> and Absolutely. two, Halo Infinite got delayed, so now I can get a Halo Infinite console when the game launches because they're de- definitely going to do that. So, like, and I'm not missing out on anything. It, it's great because I actually get to still play with you guys. And even though you have brand new consoles, it hasn't changed any of the games that we're playing right now. And I'm sure there'll be a game in the near future where something like that will happen and I won't get to. But right now, the delay is actually working in my advantage rather than my disadvantage. But I, I, I'm a little jealous that you have new consoles. <laughs> yeah, and, and I guess for Jason, I, the thing is, when we play together, we just need to wait for your console to catch up to ours. That's all. <laughs> at the end of the day, at the end like of the day, man, we're all waiting, right? We're all waiting. It's, it's not so like we're getting before him. I know. We don't get the advantage when we play together. It's oh, so except funny. maybe Warzone. Warzone, we get those first couple of kills in oh, yes, the pre-game. That's it. But, yeah. but that's been happening for the last 12 months. So yes. <laughs> no massive change there. Um, yeah. All right. So last question on the con- launch console uh, week that this has been. Um, who's tempted to get a PS5? I look, if it wasn't white, I've said it all the way through, right? The thing is huge. I, I saw some photos. Um, ben got his and he's really happy with it. Yeah. Uh, the, the kind of interface, he he kind of went in blind. Um, and, you know, he's really happy with it, playing Demon Souls and what whatnot. And that's not for me. I think um, yep. Miles Morales is the game that I would have got, but I'm going to be getting that on PS4 anyway. Um, and Sackboy looks yeah. cool, but again, that's on PS4. Um yeah, I, I will. Sorry, before I'm going to forget this if I don't say it now, Joe. Bug Snacks, which is people laugh about, but it looks yeah. like an awesome game, yeah. is free on PlayStation Network. And even if you don't have a PS5, you can download yeah. it on your PS4, like like register for to have it so that yeah. it will be there on your PS5 later for those that didn't get yeah. a console at launch. It's so cool. I just do all that through my phone. It's so good um, how that, that happens. And um, yeah, but look, I, I, I'm happy with I, I'm. I know I said to you guys before, I wish I got to play. I'm kind of jealous about the PlayStation with the exclusives. Like I said, just with the kind of expense that I put into it, I'm happy with what I got. And, you know, as a as another kind of easier way to play Game Pass games and all that. Yeah, I, I, mm. I think for now, I'm happy with this choice. I'll definitely get a PlayStation when a black one comes out, particularly because I, I saved up so much money for years and years, like for the last year and a half when, when I thought, all right, it's coming. I'm going to get both of these consoles at launch. I've got enough money in my PayPal account from all the things that I've sold um, for it. So, um, and the fact that I paid so little for the Xbox because of the awesome trading deal, I'm, I'm good to go, but I'm in no rush to get it. I don't think that you're ever going to see a black console, though, Joe, because they've got those side panels that just come right off. Um, yeah. But there's was... no panels being done for them currently. Yeah, oh. not yet. There okay. was a company that was doing it, yeah. and PlayStation have just shut them down, oh, um, which I think is, I think it's really, um, it was a shame because that was it. I was like, for a day, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm back in because Ben got two PlayStations. So I'm like, oh, maybe I will ask him for one if I Why can get Why did Ben get two? Um, because it's Ben and he just wanted to make sure. <laughs> oh, I see. So he doesn't have two right now in his house. No, he has two. He sent me a photo of two in the boot of his car. Oh, I'm what? sure he'll make, make a nice profit off, him, off the other right, one. Okay. Yeah, I think he will. Jeez. Yeah. All right. Let's change tack slightly and go into the Wayback Machine again and jump back to consoles of yesteryear. Um, but just before we do, we had a Ryder Inera. We did have a Ryder Inera. Yeah. Um, 
I, I won't disclose his full name because I don't know how this normally works because normally we don't have people that write in that aren't our mates. Um, so um, I'm, I'm going to go with um, well, Mr. Sharp. Mr. Sharp. Full disclosure, huh? I know Mr. Sharp, but you yeah, guys didn't okay. know that. Well, I didn't and know I'm that you knew Mr. Sharp. I spent a long time writing to Mr. Sharp saying, I appreciate that you did this because normally it's only our friends and, you know, meh, 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 and then it turns out he was your mate. But whatever. Well, Thanks, but I, I, John, I John, have no idea how to do this. But Jono said he knows him. He might not even like Jono, so there we go. It works out. I'd, I'd like to think that there's some like there, <laughs> yeah. at, at least a little bit. No, no. Um, Rogan, thank you for writing in. That's awesome. Thanks, man. Um, Legend. Mr. Sharp, um, uh, we do appreciate you <laughs> writing in. Um, I will um, I will summarise what he wrote. He, he wrote a fair bit, and he, he sent me some pictures too, which is nice because I – I like pictures. Um, but basically, it just says this. Um, new listener, loving the podcast. I feel um, that we share some pretty similar histories when it comes to gaming. So I'm having fun relating and reminiscing. Um, I really enjoyed your most recent episode and reflected on consoles that I've purchased for specific launch titles. My favorite example is when I purchased uh, GTA 4 PS3 Collector's Edition. And he shows a picture. And for GTA 4 Collector's Edition, um, basically what it came with was a lockbox. Um, like as in a money lockbox with some yep. cool keys, um, a duffel bag, uh, which I still have the duffel bag and I never opened it. Um, I still have the duffel bag and the lockbox. The duffel bag still yep. in use. Oh, Joe has as well. We all got it yep. JB at the same time. We all time. got it. Beautiful. And the license um, plate. What did you guys get? So I got GTA 4 on my license yeah, plate. Did you right. get Nico? Okay. I thought I got GTA 4, but I don't know where I, I put it. Right. Yeah. And then that was a JB exclusive, actually. It wasn't yeah. something that um, that came with the, the collector's edition. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, he talks about that, and he also talks about um, a PS4 limited edition Metal Gear Solid Five, The Phantom Pain. So that um, that console looks an awful lot like um, uh, Solid. It's not Solid Snake, is it? It's Big Boss or whatever he's it called it in that one. Um, but he had a red arm, a really cool red arm, yep. which I believe Kojima was inspired by Star Wars for that, or he inspired Star Wars to do something I with a red he arm. He inspired anyway. Star Wars. Yeah. Nice second. Because Three PO had a red arm in it. No, was the fan pain Solid Snake? Uh, I thought it was Big Boss. Oh, now I'm really confused. I'm I sure can't remember gonna... either. Well, there's a twist, but anyway. I'm sure Mr. Sharp will tell me later. Mr. Sharp will tell you later. So there's a very cool console that came out that looks very similar to that that arm. It's that it's that deep sort of blood red with a cool sort of little yellow line running through it. Um, and uh, and it seems, based on his email, it seems like he, he secured that console. So that was pretty nice. cool. Nice. Um, and he just, yeah, he just, he just thanked us. He's enjoying listening to the show. He said, keep up, keep up the great work. Um, and we've had a bit of a correspondence back and forth since then. So, um, yeah, yeah. thank you, Mr. Sharp for, for writing in. Um, he also sent me a text on, um, something we said launch consoles, but he pointed out that his first console in inverted commas was actually his Commodore 64. Oh, very asked, cool. him, asked him what was his favorite, either his favorite or his first game. And I, he didn't say which it was, but he said Ghostbusters. So, mad props to Ghostbusters because almost every version of Ghostbusters, depending on the console it was released on, was completely different from the other one. So, yeah, I, can't, I have to look up to see what the C64 but, was. The one like. that I played was that you had to, like, it looked like Pac Man, you had to, like, catch Slimer or something. And then every now and then you're in that Ecto, whatever, Ecto 1, I think it was called. The, the That's car. the Master System version. That's the one I had as well. Cool. Yeah. That was not a great game. <laughs> it, it was both fun and. Actually, you know what? I think I like the look of it better than the Mega Drive version, which was a weird platformer where they all had big heads. They look like bobbleheads running around, and your <laughs> um, 
your proton pack was more a gun than firing, you know, a proton stream. So I, I think the Master System version has more props than you think. But yeah, it was definitely a Master System game, that's for sure. Um, so on that topic, Jace, because you missed out on it last week, any memories of launch consoles and the games that you got with them? Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I remember a good majority of them, um, and I'll skim over a few, but I'll talk about my, my most important. Um, so I had a um, I had a, a Mega Drive. Well, actually, I had a Master System for a long time. That and basically, I didn't know a lot about consoles when I was a kid. And every now and then, my mum would come home with a new console. It was either a hand me down from somebody else, or um, it was something that she was able to secure because she heard that boys like video games, right? Nice. Um, and and you know I didn't have a I, like I didn't not this isn't a sob story or anything I didn't have a father figure growing up and so my mum would like you know probably go out and speak to people like what are boys like I'll get this and so I uh, I had a master system for a while had Alex Kid pre preloaded onto it nice. I eventually got upgraded to a Mega Drive um, which was a big deal at the time and it, but I still was enjoying my master system game so I got a master system converter so it's like stacked on right and I've still got I the still master have mine converter very yeah, cool. Me too. Um, and it was a big deal because we couldn't get it to run on this fairly old TV. It wasn't black and white. It was color, but it was the brand was called a Titan. And it was made out oh. of, like, it had a wooden box it was inside, yeah. right? And you, you had no remote. It was like click, no. click, click, but it was in color, right? And so we needed to get this, like, RF adapter. And getting an RF yep. adapter for a master system was a nightmare or a Mega Drive. Um, so I have fond memories of that. Anyway, one day, um, my master system or mega drive, sorry, um, disappears and it's replaced by a PlayStation. Never heard of a PlayStation in my life. <laughs> Didn't know what was going on. Um, my good friend, Brendan and his brother came over like, man, you got to get this game, this game, this game. You got to get final fantasy seven. It's awesome. And I've told that story Absolutely. before I convinced my mom to buy final fantasy seven because I had three discs and therefore it would be three, three times, three times the value, which is, yep. which more well, three times the value. Right. Um, and so, you know, I had that, but look, um, I've, I've had a lot of consoles over the years. I've bought my own. My very first job that I ever had, I was able to buy my first Xbox. But the thing that um, the console meant the most to me um, and that I remember so vividly was the Dreamcast. Yes. And it was of an era where the Dreamcast had already been rough. It had been released. Um, yep. And uh, the PS2 was coming out. And the PS2 yep. cost $1,200. I remember it. It was at $1,200 at Grace Brothers, which then became Maya. Uh, and uh, it was too much money. And my mum said, you can have the PS2 for your birthday. And all my friends at school like, get the PS2, man. It's so cool. You'll do this. Two things happened. One, I love Sega. And yeah. two, I genuinely felt guilty as a kid that my mum was going to spend $1,200, which might as well be $12 million, um, to me at least. It, no, but it's not. It wasn't like it was a combination of different things, but I knew it was expensive. And I knew that like the, the Dreamcast didn't cost anywhere near that amount. And games were expensive, no. but... Um, this was in an era where Games Wizard still existed in um, in Australia. They've now become yep. Game, and now I don't think they exist at all. Nope. Um, and uh, and I got Sonic the Hedgehog, um, and I got uh, Jet Set Radio, sometimes known as Jet Grind Radio. Um, eventually, Fantasy Star Online, which was which was a big deal. Uh, all sorts of games, and every Dreamcast game that I got, including the memory cards, all of it. Um, I just I just played to death. Sonic Adventure, especially, I played to death. Mm. You had this cool little Tamagotchi that got built into the memory card yep. that you would the slot into the controller. The Chow is exactly right. Um, the thing had a 56k modem inside it, which means that you could connect to the internet. It's the first console that I'm aware of that connected to the internet. The PlayStation took some props for that, but with SOCOM and things like that, it was 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 obviously but that more was popular. still much later in its um its its cycle. Absolutely, man. I was, well. I was playing PSO with my big pond dial-up CD, um, Telstra, nice. uh, and 
you had the little sort of loading thing and sometimes it would load, sometimes it wouldn't. If it did load, it cost you 25 cents. If it didn't, then, you know, um, which was crazy, right? Like I didn't realize how much that added up to this this yeah. big on bill that we had. Um, but yeah, man, uh, the, the Dreamcast just, it meant a lot to me. Everyone, you know, at school thought I was a loser for picking the Dreamcast, but, you know, I, I had the most fun with that, man. And, um, and it's still one of my favorite consoles today. Everything about it is just awesome. Very you unique games. games. I do. Nice. We'll yeah, my Dreamcast those. is looking a little yellow these days. Uh, as, so as, is mine. Or my two, as the actually. consoles do. It's a, it's gone the way of yep. some of those beige PCs. But um, but yeah, it's uh, it it had the biggest impact on me overall at that at that time in my life. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it too. Definitely. Um, interesting that your first game. I got Jet Grind Radio. Oh, sorry, Jet Set Radio when it first came out, which I think was a little while after. But my first two games were Sonic Adventure and Soul Calibur, which I mentioned on the last podcast. There was there was another game called Something Blue, and I can't remember the beginning of the name, but it was like Project, this, like, Project Blue, wasn't it? Was it Project Blue? It was like a first person, uh, sorry, third person sort of adventure type game. Oh, and the other one was um, Power Stone. I loved yes. Power Stone. Yes. Yeah. Brilliant game. In fact, um, if you've looked at our Instagram recently, I put up all the Power Stone games uh, that I have in my collection or the collective versus play collection, uh, which is Power Stone 1 and 2 for the Dreamcast, and their uh, combined package for the PSP. So if you want to see what those games look like, you can see the covers on our Instagram. Blue Stinger. Um, oh, Blue Stinger, that was it. Mm. Yes, I didn't play it. Did, uh, was it good? Uh, I enjoyed it, but it looked... It, like, again, it was just jumping from the um, Mega Drive uh, or even the PlayStation to yeah. the uh, to the to the Dreamcast just graphically felt like such a big jump. Um, I, I played a lot of PlayStation, and you know it was obviously a big jump even then from the Mega Drive. But I mean, at one point during the PlayStation era, I went and bought a SNES from Cash Converters, a Super Nintendo oh, wow. from Cash Converters, and I had more, I think I enjoyed that more than I enjoyed the PlayStation. Yeah. Um, because I missed out on the the Super Nintendo era. Um, but but yeah. Um. Good times, man. I, I really like the Dreamcast. Your story there, Jace, makes me um, long for the days of the Game Wizard. Uh, for all our, all our Sydney listeners on Parramatta Road, that store was the best. I remember going there, getting my There's no limit at, at the it Games was, Wizard. I, I've still got my gold member Games Wizard card. I'll never throw this thing away. I felt oh, so special. Crazy, man. A little young Joe at the Game Wizard, when I get my 64, and they treat me like I'm royalty. You're getting this every time you come in here. You're getting a ten percent off the prices. I felt so special, man. That was that was that were good 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 times there. That was a beautiful shop, huge and just such a great range. That's very cool. I was I was never close enough to a games wizard. Even uh, the gamesman, which I remember watching the ads for when I was a kid on TV. I didn't go there to the gamesman until I was an adult. In fact, probably only in the last couple of years. So. Um, yeah, no, interesting times. I think all my games I purchased from either um, uh, Big W or uh, Target. And uh, there was the EB at Macquarie Centre because I, I used to live in North Ride. And then um, the other big one for me was when I was a kid in Chatswood Chase at the front of the, on the outside of the centre, there was a couple of shops that sort of sat on the road. And there was one there, this is when I got my Mega Drive, which was... Um, on the front, it was a Sega-only store, and I got my Mega wow. Drive uh, with Sonic 2 from that store. It was amazing. It was so busy on day of launch. And, uh, it wasn't a launch console. It was, it was a launch game. So it was the Mega Drive had been out for a while, 
Sonic 2 then came out in a launch bundle, and that's how I got my Mega Drive. So, yeah, crazy times. I think it became a sewing store a few years later. So, what? sewing machines, yeah. Such a such a downfall. Ah, the joys of uh, video game, the video gaming back in the past, because video game stores are quickly becoming a thing of the past. Um, we might talk about that more on the next podcast. Thanks, gents, for reminiscing, and um, I'm glad that you finally got your new consoles. This has been Versus Player. You can find us on versusplayer.com, Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you get great podcasts like this one or and maybe last week's one. And occasionally on YouTube now as well. Oh, definitely do not forget about YouTube because there is some fun content on there. Um, catch us next week where we talk about something other than launch for once, or do we? See you soon. <laughs> Player.